What's up everyone? Tyler Tambolin here, aka Toe Tag and Tambo. Back for another edition of the Thursday Night Football Picks and Bet Show, brought to you and presented by Prize Picks. If you haven't yet done so, head on over to prizepicks.com, use promo code MMN, get yourself a 100% deposit bonus up to $100 your first time. Check that out. Missed last week. I apologize for that. I had a travel week. Good time down in San Diego. Be back on this very channel on Friday with Pat Mayo to talk all about it. And then, of course, the main slate, which we'll preview a little bit later. But hit that subscribe button while you're here. Hit that like button. Get notified when you subscribe. All the shows that we're doing here on the Mayo Media Network. We're back to talk kickoff week 14. We got a good little Thursday night football game as far as total game, matchup, etc. Again, we'll get to the guys that are actually playing, especially when it comes to the Rams side. But the matchup is this. We've got the Raiders versus the Rams. It's looking like a 44 and a half point total. The Raiders currently favored by six. So we're going to dive in. If it's your first time joining us, break it down as always. We're going to go through prize picks. Got two main prize picks for you. And there's a free square again this week. So we'll be able to take advantage of that. Then we're going to break down the DraftKings segment on Captain Mode, Showdown, Exposures, Strategies, things like that when it relates to playing Thursday Night Football Showdown over on DraftKings. And then, of course, I'll do a preview at the end where I go through the main slate, talk about a few more things. We've also got a contest coming up. Pat and I will work it out this week, giving away some of the money that I won down at King of the Beach last week in San Diego. So again, apologize for missing last week's show, but we're back for this week. Let's find those winners as we dig in. Before we get in, I want to talk a little bit about some of the injury stuff. It's going to be a, a bit harder to break down when it comes to at least the quarterback side for the Rams. We've got quarterback situation we're sort of waiting on. They had Wolford start last week. He's Q-tag as of now. They've got Bryce Perkins as a backup. And then they also signed Baker Mayfield. So I'm not sure how that's going to look. Talked about getting him the playbook on the plane there. Maybe he could play. On Thursday, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how that all shakes out. But pretty much, once you see I'm breaking the slate down, you can apply it to any of them. I mean, right now, Baker Mayfield's not even in the pool when it comes to DraftKings or anything like that. So we'll see how that goes. Wide receivers. Skournick is Q-tag. McCutcheon is a Q-tag. The week before in Week 12, McCutcheon actually had four targets when they were at without Cup, of course, who's on IR, and now Allen, I and Allen Robinson, who's on IR. So you got that to keep an eye on. And then the running backs for the Raiders, of course, Josh Jacobs has had that calf injury that seemingly doesn't matter for a guy like him right now. He's just got that. He's on the report with it. But behind him, Abdullah and Bolden, both Q tags. So again, a little bit tougher to break it down after the fact, but I think starting off with prize picks, got some good ones. So we'll start there. First up, like I said earlier, the free square is back. I know some sites used this last time with the Herbert must throw a touchdown with some of the other sites around the industry and the promotion. It did not go well. Herbert did not throw a touchdown, but most credited anyway. But this week on prize picks, the free square is Justin Herbert over a half yard. So he basically has to throw for a yard and you get that credit. So make sure to tag him in to these prize picks and any others that you choose for this upcoming game or slate for week 14. My picks are as follows. First up, we're going two overs this week. First up, Mac Hollins, over 45 and a half receiving yards. I looked at it. I'm afraid of the Devontae Adams side. I'm not too afraid of Ramsey these days, but this, the way I was looking at it was, if, if I, do I really want to go under on an 89 and a half when Devontae Adams has been absolutely crushing? I go back to last week, see what the guys did there. Seattle, up against this team, went for both Metcalf and Lockett, went over 125 yards. Again, going back to Hollins, why that matters when I'm looking at it, nine, five, nine, and six targets. Broke this number two of the last three weeks of 45 and a half. And I figure even if Adams goes over or under, and I'm not betting that for the prize pick, 
if they both can get there. If he goes under, Holland's likely has more. If he goes over, Holland's could join him. So I want to take the lower number here. So first prize pick, Mac Holland's over 45 and a half receiving yards. Talked about all the stats to go with it. Him possibly being a beneficiary, beneficiary of the fact that if Adams does get locked down a little bit, you could see him come through and have a big game. So like Mac Holland's there. Second one, Tyler Higby, opposite side, Tyler Higby over 33 and a half receiving yards, five, eight and eight targets the last three games. Don't really care who the quarterback is for him to get those yards, sort of catch it, fall down very safe, can rack it up pretty quick. It's only 33 and a half. He had 45 and 73 receiving yards in two of his last three. And then, of course, we got a great matchup on paper going up against this Raiders squad. Tight ends have had some pretty big days. So like these two, to recap, you've got Justin Herbert, free square, over a half passing yard. You've got Mac Hollins, over 45 and a half receiving yards. And you've got Tyler Higby, over 33 and a half receiving yards. That'll be it for prize picks for this week. Hit those up, add them up. You can get a 5X if you put all three of those together on whatever your bet is that you put in. Again, you haven't yet done it. You can get over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code MMN. Get yourself a 100% deposit bonus up to your first $100 and start playing over there. All right, so let's dive into DraftKings now. Before we do that, I want to remind you guys very quickly you can, where you can find me on Twitter, at ToeTagandTambo. Add me there. It's going to be a contest component for sure when we bust out the contest on Friday when Pat and I talk about it. Giving away a lot of money. $2,000 is going to be the total giveaway. Just not sure how we're breaking it down just yet. So we'll have more details on that on Friday. Then, of course, you can find me at RumPureSports.com. Head on over to RumPureSports.com. Use promo code RPSHEATER25. Gets you 25% off your first month. It's all sports, one price, premium Discord, real players putting their money behind their takes. You can get over there. We basically use all the tools that everyone uses, get our thoughts from them, and then present them back to try and simplify the slate, expedite the process for yourself. So go to rumpiersports.com, use promo code RPSHEATER25. Okay, let's dive in. We will start at the captain slot as we usually do. Devontae Adams, the most expensive captain this week on DraftKings for Thursday Night Football. A main contest there, $15, 500K up top, 170,000 players. I know it's not the best. People are looking at it from an EV perspective. You're not putting in a lot of lineups, but it's the best way to get after a chance at a half million dollars. We've seen people win the outright unique lineup, 500K shipper this season in Showdown. I've been blessed enough to win a couple of these this year for 61K and 38K. So a lot of fun getting after these tournaments, but I like this game because it's pretty much set up that the captains, you're going to have to make choices, but it, it's pretty cut and dry. Adams and Jacobs both look very good in the top this week and the main reason is they're basically the whole team's offense i believe it's now if not seven it might it's it's either seven or eight games in a row where at least one of them has gone for 30 DraftKings points and the captain one and a half x at 45 you're gonna want those guys in the captain so regardless of what ownership's coming in at all that i'm gonna be playing these guys and then trying to get different in the flex talk more on that in a second you wanted to go outside the box here. So I brought it up earlier about the, the quarterback situation and not knowing it and the backup running backs behind Jacobs with Abdullah and Bolden. That will open up flex opportunities. In the captain with the quarterback for the Rams, I just think it'll be tough because even if you get them in there, who are the receivers? We'll, we'll talk more on some of the flex options, but I think you're really going to be focused on these Raiders captains and then ways you can get different in the flex. So just to name a few others, Derek Carr, if you, I mean, the thing about Derek Carr, though, is he's so one, sort of one zone, right? One, not one-dimensional, but he focuses in on one guy if he does. And if you get that big Adams games, like we've seen two or two of the last three at least, 
he becomes the captain needed and not necessarily Derek Carr. So makes it tougher to use Carr, but you could definitely still use him. I would pair him up with two pass catchers. Mac Hollins, I mentioned him in the prize pick segment, much cheaper, $8,000 cheaper and change than De- Devontae Adams. If he puts up sort of the 16, the 12, the 13, I-, I don't know, you probably need something like week three. And then of course he's up there, but I'm just saying if you can just see where Adams gets held down a little, and it becomes Hollins. Then, of course, the balance type build. I'll talk about one more guy in a second with this. But Hollins and Moreau, who I was going to just bring up, those guys are cheaper. So you've got Hollins at 11-1 in the captain, Moreau at 99. Let's do an example with Moreau. Because, you know, Hollins is what we talked about. You would obviously put him in, likely put him with Carr. But Moreau, I would definitely put with Derek Carr. And they're sort of banking on the two-touchdown game from him. And then they run it out. Now, when you do that, because he's only 9,900 up top, Carr is more expensive in the flex at 10-2. Let's say you want to put in Josh Jacobs. He does enough, but he's not needed in captain, or because of his price restraint, it's where you have a better setup with Moreau and captain. If Moreau gets two touchdowns, that takes away from Jacobs too, so it's very obvious that's likely. That still leaves you almost $5,800, just over actually, in the flex, and now you can find other options here that make sense. So, I don't mind a build like that because if you get that type of game where Moreau goes off and gets a touchdown or two, it can really make it work for you and you don't have to stress as much about who are the punt plays that I need when I go with a guy like Devontae Adams. The interesting part and the other reason I brought up, I'll go back to it for two seconds here with Adams and and with Jacobs, is that I think we do have some punt plays, um, you know, being the DST, so the, the the defense special teams, you could use the Raiders there going up against whoever the quarterback is for the Rams and that porous O-line. So you could start there. You could also use them in captain. I should say that if you want to, you know, get some cheap captains for me, I would do it with the players that start with points or are likely to get them. And that would be with Carlson, the kicker or with the, the d- defensive special teams. And you've got defense special teams with the Raiders at 7,800. They're another 2100 cheaper than Moreau. So if you don't want to go skill player and you want to get cheaper guys to just bulk up even more of that volume and usage guys into the flex, I have no problem with that on this slate. So again, six captains-ish there that all are Raiders. When you go to the Rams side, it is a very, very tough sell. Like I said, if you get the quarterback and, and you want to, once we have the quarterback and you want to use them with two pass catchers, go for it. I mean, I would probably not force in two pass catchers just because you think they're the type of quarterback that would require it. First off, they could run one in, get lucky that way. Second of all, maybe they just hit up with one guy and then it's, but it's not enough to beat whoever the Raider is that beats them. So, I mean, there's a couple different options. You could go there. The quarterback plus one, do a two, four, where it's a Ram quarterback in the captain with a pass catcher. And then four of the Raiders that you like on the other side. I'd have no problem with that build. And then just looking at it otherwise, I guess if you wanted to trust Akers, the only thing is Akers is 11-7. I mean, just got out of the doghouse finally. 17 attempts, 60 yards. The two touchdowns bolstered him to 19 points. Be great on this slate. I'm just saying if you set it up that way and you still think, I mean, I still think the other guys, there's at least two if not three guys from the, from the Raiders that I think can really destroy that. So if they get their 30-35, to that's going to really beat up on him needing the two touchdowns to get 19 to then end up in the top with that salary. I'd rather take my chances with Moreau, Hollins, guys like that on the offense that I think is superior. And there's the factor with Mac Hollins where if Adams does get locked up a little bit, I don't personally see it, but let's just say it caps him some. And then the fact that he's 19,200 up top, I will say that and add in my final thoughts to captain before we move to flex and scroll through it here. 
if I was to pick one of the expensive guys, as good as Adams has been, and as much as the pass catcher and the full point PPR and all that adds up, I would actually pick Jacobs over Adams. At 19-2, it is a lot to ask here. And like I said, I know it's not much cheaper at 18-6, but with Jacobs, the thing I'm thinking is more about the run game. If they get up, do they need to continue to go to Adams? I mean, he would have to be the guy that does it all early on versus Jacobs. You can still see him in there later. He's coming off 25, 51, 22, 23. Last game, I think he left some meat on the bone. And then you just look at his attempts. 26, 33, 24, 21, 17. I mean, this is incredible usage. So I would I would always side with the running back, especially if you think the game could get out of hand because even if they both get shut down in the fourth quarter, let's say, it's still more likely to me that Jacobs is the one that got there just the way the game can play out. So again, of course, Adams could catch two touchdowns in the first quarter. But if you don't see that, then you can go with the Jacobs side. I just, I'm just telling you, I lean, I lean the Jacobs side. So leaving that, going down here, just trying to see if there's other stuff. So in the flex, I brought it up earlier, just scrolling through some of the options. Uh, the wide receivers, Van Jefferson, the guy that I talked about earlier for prize picks, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby's 6,200. It's not going to look like much because of what he's been putting up points-wise, but you need to play someone. From the Rams. So if, um, again, if you're going a 5-1 with all Raiders and one guy on the other side, I got no problem taking shots on these guys. It could be Akers if you like them, Van Jefferson, Higby. Uh, quick note, just going down, there is one. Austin Trammell down here at $600. This is where you could open up the value for the Adams-Jacobs captains. He's $600. Only had two targets last game, but when you've got the injuries they have, Cup, Robinson, already on the IR, McCutcheon, Still questionable. You got to look at the, you got to look at an option like this at 600. If you need the value, I think he stands out there. You could go with him. 2400. They have Brandon Powell. Looking at him, four targets, two targets, two targets. I mean, he's not getting a bunch of points. Last week was his best game at 12.4. So I think he'll pick up a little bit of steam. But again, I'd have no problem just ending on him at 2400 if you wanted to go down to that. Got to wait and see. On Skournick, who we talked about earlier, again, if he's in at 4800 maybe instead of Pal, you find the money and you just pay up for it because it does seem expensive for basically the same amount of targets. But as I always say, pay up for probability. It means you're paying a little bit more for a likely lower-owned guy because on paper, it doesn't make sense. Why would you play Skournick when you can just play Pal? Pal, basically same usage and half the price. But if everybody else is thinking that and they're playing him, you can oftentimes find that money. It's not much of a difference between some of the other players in the other spots. Kickers, Ds, I think are, are in play more so on the Raiders side. But if you wanted to play the Rams kicker, you could and just do it that way. Uh, Tutu Atwell, who I didn't mention earlier. Like I said, you, you're going to have to spread them out. Main point being though for me, five ones, four twos, looking at mostly Raiders captains like I talked to you about earlier. Uh, play some of the lineups for a blowout here. I definitely think it's possible. And even though the spread is just six, I can still see it get out of hand. So I really do like the Raiders side quite a bit, mixing and matching those guys. And like I said, if you wanted to take a stand at captain, I'd probably go away from Adams. Obviously, it looks crazy to go away with him coming off of 40, 36, 31, 39 in four of his last five games. But that's why, like I said, you know, you can you can take a stand and just do it. But for me, I would prefer to go Jacobs up top. It might be the same way though. It might be that, you know, pay down for probability where because he's the Q tag, because he still has that the injury in the calf, all those factors, most will probably just find the $600 to go up for Adams. And that's why I was saying, I got no problem doing it, even though Adams on paper looks like a slam dunk. I'll do the, something like that. And you can still either play Adams in the flex or with your other captains, 
get Adams in the flex that way. Adams definitely still looks like a very good play regardless of everything. I just think Jacobs is the better play. So I would side with him. I think that's it for the DraftKings stuff on Showdown. So if you guys have any other questions, throw it in the comments. If you want, like I said, you can throw comments in there or you can add me on Twitter. Hit me up at Totag and Tambo. Talk through it more. And if you want a full breakdown, the core plays, all that stuff that goes beyond this, like I said, head on over to rumpiersports.com. We'll have the Thursday Night Football Show. It's a premium show. Myself, JSU, and of course, Big T, who's a showdown legend. We have all that in there where we break it down. Once we have more of the ownership, the exposures, what people are doing with their builds, and sometimes things change and we hop onto a different strategy, but this early look is always a good way of getting some ideas to build out for the slate. Think that's going to do it though for that segment, guys. We'll move on. Let's do, as always, we'll go to the main slate and talk about that. So uh, if you want a full breakdown on the main slate, as I said before, hit the subscribe button here on the Mayo Media Network. Myself, Pat, will be back in studio this week over at his studio Going through, breaking it down, we'll have more on ownership, exposures, lineup construction. It's fun show because we actually go through and think about what the public is doing. How can we be different against that? Build out some lineups to get some ideas of where you can fit and what kind of makes sense or is a little bit better. It actually helped get me through to the King of the Beach with one of the lineups we built on that show. And then because of that, that's where the 5% giveaway happened where I took sixth last week at King of the Beach in San Diego for $40,000. we are going to do a $2,000 giveaway for member, basically subscribers of Mayo Media Network and listeners and everything that goes with that. So stay tuned for that. Tune into the show on Friday. Him and I will talk more about that and break it down from there. There'll be some small things you have to do. Follow me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Subscribe to the network, things like that. Make sure, as you're always usually following Pat, but just make sure you guys are doing all that in advance. We'll get the full breakdown for you come Friday. Let's talk about this main site though. Like I said, we'll go through it. Position by position, Pat and I do talk through the defense on Friday, so we'll have better, better ideas around that then. But I'm going to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Just some brief thoughts and overview that I've got here. So quarterback, starting off there, we've got Josh Allen back. Jalen Hurts went off again. He's just crushing. I think he's a QB nine or better pretty much every week of the last seven or eight weeks. So he's dominating right now. You've got Mahomes back up there. So Allen 8,300, Hurts 8,100, Mahomes 8,000. That's sort of the separation. Lamar Jackson out one to three weeks. He still shows Q tag on DraftKings at the time of this recording, but been told out one to three weeks. So I would expect that. Huntley will be coming up next. We'll talk about him in a second. I mean, I'll talk about him now. He's 5,500 bucks. I definitely think there's an option that you could go there. Just stack him with Andrews, who I'll get to more on later, and then run it back. I'll, I'll talk about that actually at wide receiver too. So lots of ways you can go about it here on this slate, but the guys up top, Allen Hurts, Mahomes, makes sense. Burrow should be price popular. He only went up $100 from last week. It's the second highest total on the slate. Get to that elephant in the room here in a second. Burrow at 7,000 at $7, is definitely in play here against Cleveland. It is a division game, but Burrow has been having a great season himself, coming on again lately, finding some spots. He was great last week, had a 30-plus point DraftKings day again, so you can check him out. And then Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson on the opposite side. I mean, he looked horrible last week, but if you want to go to those guys, for a little bit of savings, Gino, 6,200. All that can make sense. Now, elephant in the room, mentioned it. It's a big one. This week, 10 games on the main slate. Every game except for two, I believe, are 45-ish and below as far as game total, down as low as 36, 37. There's two games. Cincy and Cleveland sits at around 47, 47 and a half in some places for a total. Now, again, totals aren't the be-all, end-all. I've talked about this on this show before, mainly because usage matters. 
stackability. All the things that Pat and I talk about on the Friday show are important, but people do target these totals. And when you double down on this factor, the elephant in the room was Minnesota at Detroit. You've got it set up in the dome. Kirk Cousins versus Jared Goff. 54 and a half point total. It's the only game on the slate with a total greater than 47, 47 and a half. And it's almost 10 points more getting up around that 55 mark. So it's up there when it comes to a total. You tack on to that, the ability to stack on with that. What I said earlier with the stackability matters. Well, pretty easy to stack. Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson, done. You can use Cook in there if you want. Whatever you want to do at the running back positions. Other side, Goff, Swift if you want. Again, but then it's just Amonra, Shark, Jamison Williams. If you get worried he's going to get more snaps. If you want to use one of the tight ends or a cheaper option there, you could. But... Very easy to stack. You put two and two together. You've got maybe four. I'm not sure. That's the math, but I'm not sure if you're going to get that as an explosion for this game, but it's really hard to avoid when it comes down to it. It seems as easy as two plus two equals four, but I I don't know if that's going to be the case. We'll have to see come Sunday, but I I can imagine the ownership is going to be very heavy in this game. It's definitely very easy to stack. We have some options. I'll talk more in a second at the other positions, but keep that in mind when you're looking at it. Sometimes the best play is just to go all in, Others will say, if it's going to be that popular, I'll just avoid and hope for you know it to, to go to bust. But usually in these spots, you're going to get at least some points out of it. And when we don't have a million off the board plays, it's not like, for example, last week, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Not only did we have other totals on the slate that were up there with that or rivaled it or came close, but you also had that game where it's, you know, Mahomes has 10 options, as it seems that you look at a box score after a Chiefs game for guys that he's targeted. Cincinnati had Chase coming back, Hurst, Boyd, Higgins, some of the backups, uh, running backs, Mixon was out, but P-Rhyme is in, P-Rhyme made sense as a play, so you, you had more options that you could go to in that game than this, so, and, you know, at Arrowhead versus inside in the Dome, all these factors that make this just look like a home run spot, so keep that in mind when you're building out your lineups. Let's move on, though, with that in, in check, let's go to running back here, couple notes, first off, check the calendar, it's December, December. Derrick Henry time. It's $7,900. Derrick Henry going up at home against the Jags. This should be a play that's very popular, but maybe for good reason. Derrick Henry looks very solid at this price point. Just $7,900 on this slate. Talked earlier about some of the other options. You've got Dalvin Cook in that spot. He's at $7,300 in that game if you want to avoid some of the pass catchers. Jamal Williams and Swift, $5,900 and $5,800 respectively down here in that same game. On the opposite side, Swift seemingly would make more sense, but we've definitely seen these because of the pass catching and all that, I should say. But we have seen in these spots where Jamal Williams, I mean, a lot of spots where Jamal Williams is the t- getting the touchdown. He's got a touchdown, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the last four games. Is that right? Yeah, seven in the last four games, the big three touchdown game there. So keep that in mind. If you just want a stackable piece in that game, you could go with him. Uh, wait and see how ownership shakes out, but I definitely think those two will be talked about. Other guys that will be talked about. How about these Dallas guys? Dallas at home, massive favorites against the one of the best spots in the league, if not the best to pick on, the Houston Texans. And you got Pollard at 6,700. You've got Elliott at 6,100. Similar setup. If Pollard can get more work, the pass catching, all that stuff, maybe late in the game in a blowout, he could just continue to go off. Zeke, of course, only 6,100. He's $600 cheaper. The touchdowns, the upside from that, the goal line work, all of that there. Both look very good on paper so I could see some going there I'm still not sure yet got to wait and see what's going on with Mixon 
was inactive last week, but it seems like he could have cleared concussion protocol. So uh, I know it's only really been that big 58-point explosion in Week 9, but him coming back in at 6,900 in this matchup at home against Cleveland would be a nice spot to go. If not, P. Ryan is right there at 6,300. So could wait and see on that. Kenneth Walker is news we have to wait on. It looks like he's doubtful for this week at home against Carolina. So that's sort of the last spot I wanted to key up on. If no Kenneth Walker, you got to wait and see. DJ Dallas, also questionable, but much cheaper. I believe he's down at 50... Let me just pull it up here live while we're talking about it. 4,900, actually. Sorry, if you go down there, it was I was going to note the opposite side of that game. So Chuba Hubbard is 4,800 on the opposite side coming off the bye week. He got 17 touches in that last spot that he played, even with splitting with Foreman, who himself got 24 attempts in that Week 12 game. So even with them splitting, they're both getting opportunity. Foreman's at 5,400. You've got Dallas at 4,800. And then you've got Chuba Hubbard at four, four, sorry, Chuba Hubbard at 4,800. And then on the opposite side of the game, if Walker was out, you've got Dallas at 4,900. So some decisions to be made there if you like that spot. So that's sort of a little bit at running back for you guys. And then, of course, wide receiver. Talked about it already, but Jefferson, 9,000. Most expensive on the slate. You've got uh, Monra, that same game that we talked about earlier. Up to 7,800 now, but I don't know if that's expensive enough. This guy's usage is incredible. It continues once again. He's 37, 31, 15, 25 in his last four games. So if you think the price is getting too expensive now, I could see where you go away. If not, like I said, especially in those game stacks, he's going to make a lot of sense at just 7,800. Other guys, just looking at it here, Seattle guys, fair price. Talked earlier about Gino being a little bit cheaper option. If you want to go with the fact of if Walker's out, he's currently doubtful, Kenneth Walker that is, you want to go with the pass game there, you could set it up with a Carolina running back who we talked about, either Foreman or Hubbard. I'd probably lean Foreman. And then you go with Geno, Lockett, Metcalf, because Metcalf, 7,100, Lockett, 6,500. They both crushed last game. It's not that you always see that, you know, you almost never see where they both go off, but it's sort of price prohibited in the past. Now, now when you get these prices of 71 and 65 with Geno at like 60, I think it was 62. Yeah, 62. It's definitely very possible where you can see that again, or it's just enough based on stackability. So I can see that. The Cincinnati guys, Chase is 7,900, T. Higgins 7,000. There are some options there. And then I mentioned earlier, I'll, I'll end on this note real quick, but the for the wide receiver segment, but just the Pittsburgh guys. Deontay Johnson, been absolutely horrible, but now at 5,100, coming off 11 targets last game, eight the game before. So him, even Kenny Pickett, I should have brought him up earlier. Let's see how much he is. 5200 He's $300 cheaper than Huntley, who the, the we were talking about earlier as the backup going in for Lamar. So just thinking about how some things could stack up. Again, I like Fryermuth with Pickett. We'll talk about him in a second. But if you wanted to go Pickett with Pickens and Deontay Johnson, because the other guy I was going to mention was Pickens. I'm sure you follow anything like this. You might have seen the, the record that Pickens talking about. He's you know not getting enough targets. He wants to see the ball more. You know, coach speak from Tomlin is that he loves his competitive spirit. That's the guy he wants on his team. So maybe they get some more targets to him here. Those guys are 5,100 and 5,000. And so if you want to stack that up and use Andrews as the run back, that could be a way to get a little bit different. And it's a good segue. Going to tight end, we're going to round it out here. Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, all on the slate with quite a bit of a gap between all of them. Like Kelsey, 7,600 going up against Denver, a fair matchup. Should get a little bit more involved. 
Last week was bad for him, so I'd expect a bounce back. But last week, still six targets, just nothing else, right? Had a fumble, rare fumble for him. So maybe he bounces back here. But you've got Andrews, who we talked about. You could go Huntley, Andrews, Pickens. You could go Pickett, Pickens, Andrews. You could add in Deontay. It's however you want to go about it. Fryermuth is 4,500 if you want to mix that into the stacks as well. But Pat and I will probably talk about this on Friday. I I definitely am going to try and bring it up. I like this stack. I want to see how it shakes out with some of the other stuff on the slate. So again, come back for that. Subscribe to the Mayo Media Network if you haven't already. And then Hawkinson. Hawkinson's in that game at 5,100. Great matchup against Detroit. Coming off six targets. So I know when he started there, you know, big 10 target, nine target games, 9, 10, 9, 6, 6. But I definitely think you could still go back to him here. He makes a lot of sense to me. And I think there's, you know, probably a lot of cheap options you could look at. Just got to see what it sh- how it all shakes out. But Njoku is expected to be back at practice. If he comes back with Deshaun Watson, that's at least a little bit interesting. I could see that combo doing some stuff. And then Dolchich bounced back, had a huge game last week. He finally, you know, after everyone played him as chalk, he comes back, goes eight targets, six catches for 85 yards, no touchdowns still. So um, besides going back to that first week that he played, haven't seen a touchdown, but this spot here, just going back to him against Kansas City, not really the best matchup, but if you look at it from the perspective of just usage in that sense of what we saw last week, I could definitely see it again in that matchup, and he's only 3400 bucks. so go back to him. Evan Ingram, got to wait on the Trevor Lawrence news. He did finish out the game, though, so we'll have to wait and see. They said it was a foot injury as a result of what looked like a very serious knee injury, but they said it actually came out as a little bit of a foot injury. Coming off another decent game here, what do you have? Seven targets, five catches for 30 and a touchdown. So I think you could go down there to him. And then there's a lot of other cheap options. Noah Fant has been getting some work lately. Conklin, you could see him pick up after last week. Wasn't the best week, but could see him go. I think there's a lot of different options that are cheaper that you could go to. But like I said, we will talk all that and more when you come back to this channel on Friday. Follow along. We're going to have the Friday show back in studio. It's going to be great. Going to talk about the contest where we'll be giving away $2,000 cash. So well worth coming back for that. If you don't yet, follow me on Twitter at ToeTagandTambo. Subscribe to the channel here, Mayo Media Network. Let me know in the comments if you guys have any questions, concerns, anything else you want to know for the upcoming shows. Little show notes. I will be here next week for this show. I will not be in studio next week. Be there this week, but not for next week. Going to New Orleans, trying round two of this live final stuff for the Fantasy Football World Championship on DraftKings. Appreciate all the support that you guys brought along the way at the King of the Beach last week. Excited to be back. That's going to do it for this week. Good luck in your Thursday night football contest. Good luck in week 14. And we'll see you guys again back here next week.